Hi, my name is Jean Pierre, and and I just witnessed gang violence. So I went out to get a few things from the corner store, right? And on my way, I was caught up in what seemed like a gang war. There was commotion, mayhem, pandemonium, all the words you can think of. This this is what happened, right? I was walking towards the shop near my house, and I noticed a group of people, little people. Okay, kids, high school kids. Could have been nine or ten of them in one group on the other side of the road, throwing rocks at another group of about 12 kids on the other side of the road. So I was caught in the middle, right? I don't even know what they were fighting about. They didn't seem to care that there were other people on this road. Adults, for that matter. And then, then my ears were violated, people. My ears were violated because these two groups were exchanging foul words which I have never heard before ever I don't know if the vocabulary got upgraded I'm not sure but I was shocked extremely shocked so this will continue for a few more minutes and uh, me and my told self just navigating through so I don't catch a straight this incident made me remember how my own generation was brought up well sort of part of my generation because there were just certain things as kids that we were not allowed to do or say, especially in the presence of an adult. But then there was this kid, there was this one kid who I feel was just out on a mission to prove to everyone how foul his mouth was. The first time he said something nasty, I looked at him shocked and he saw me looking at him, right? I don't know if in his mind, he felt that I was impressed and maybe i was asking for more but he he acted like it he certainly acted like it because he turned it up like all the way up and he just went on and on and on and on now back in the day right growing up in zimbabwe many years ago in the streets of mutari beautiful place a lot of mountains hills very cold it was a cold place sorry i digress i remember when someone misbehaved say at school or church or just any public place right the first thing someone would ask was and this was in shona the person would ask translation whose child are you that's like the literal translation we used to hear that a lot especially from teachers i heard that a lot don't ask me why but then the idea or the principle behind this question was an inquiry or an exploration of identity or reputation an exploration of a child's or any person's identity in a way that could possibly try to reconcile that person's behavior to that person's family name and in turn a family name carried with it a certain reputation this question or principle worked both ways actually Suppose you are extremely outstanding at sports or classwork. Someone could still ask you that question. And so this was me in that moment when I encountered this kid. When I looked at him after his profanity antics, I was inwardly asking this question. Trying to either justify his behavior or vilify him basically. This kid kept going on with his rant while his friends cheered him on obviously. And I kept walking with a look of disgust probably wearing my holier than thou face and then in the midst of all this this kid said a certain word a cuss word that stopped me in my tracks and now instead of continuing my self-proclaimed civic right of being part of an 
imaginary jury that was ready to sentence him i became triggered i was triggered because this this kid used a certain foul word a cuss word i used to use back in the day i used to use it a lot surprise surprise right i had a foul mouth okay let's move on that's that's not the moral of the story so this word took me back to that stage of my life when when i went through my own gang wars within and outside of my neighborhood i remember getting jacked for no apparent reason i remember calling my brothers a lot and seeing them go off in full retaliation because of what had happened to me i remember the wars my friends and i won and also the ones we lost i remember at some point becoming friends with the very people we once fought with i even remember asking some of my friends why we used to fight and attack each other up to date we still have no concrete reason apart from guys from this neighborhood think they're old that compared to guys from that neighborhood there's this passing down of beef i don't know if it's still going on with the new generation but there was this passing down of beef between certain neighborhoods from one generation to the other there was this one time right i was in my neighborhood and i was I was hanging out with certain kids from a different neighborhood. So I think I was the only kid from my neighborhood surrounded by these kids. We're just hanging out, right? And then I ran into my brother's friends. My brother's friends knew where those kids were from. And immediately they came to where we were and started attacking and beating these kids. Apparently they thought I was in trouble and they thought these kids were jumping me. So I was like, yo, hold up, hold up, hold up. Like, yo, Chico, what's going on, man? Chico's like, bro, I got you like i got you don't worry i'm gonna you know like beat these kids for you i'm like no these are my friends and then he looked at me like what do you mean i'm like these are my friends chick was like nah you can't be friends with with kids from that neighborhood i'm like but like he looked at me so disappointed right that was the nature of things sometimes and then again i won't mention the neighborhood and chico may or may not be his real name but it did happen what's up chico anyway this unplanned trip down memory lane all of a sudden caused me to start being so judgmental towards this boy something in us changes when we see ourselves in other people whether the reasons are good or bad something inwardly changes now my childhood was an interesting one for a very long time i had this baby face that reeked of innocence i remember no one could ever think of me in a way other than being an innocent kid and then i remember using that as a tool start doing things i wasn't supposed to going to places i swore i would never go to with people i had no business meeting and knowing worse off befriending the worst battles and wars were those within my own conscious how it would fight me not to do certain things i remember the first time i cussed at someone all the people i was with were shocked but majority of them were excited because they were on a plan to make me cuss in the first place but i just could never until that point i remember how it made me feel inside and i remember how it made them feel i remember the first time i really lost my cool in public i let my temper run riot and then slowly i remember doing it again and again and dealing with some consequences that were irreparable i remember the comfort from my friends after witnessing me run riot one of my boys was like bro it's necessary for you to show people your true colors whatever that meant and so i recall my slow but devastating transition from being just a regular innocent neighborhood kid to being that kid in the middle of most mischief and 
Also being that kid that got consulted whenever a bad decision had to be collectively made. You see, my appearances and my habits were so far apart and that's how I got away with most things back then. I slowly mastered the art of shape-shifting, adjusting my behavior to whatever environment I was in in a particular time. I became comfortable with having a muted conscious. Your eye is like a lamb that provides light for your body. And when your eye is healthy, your whole body is filled with light. But when it is unhealthy, your body is filled with darkness. Darkness can seem like light to a corrupted eye. My light was dark. 2015 was and is probably my best worst year ever. I was at the apex. I was at the apex of my shape shifting. But God has a funny sense of humor, right? Because on April 1st, I got really sick. <laughs> jokes on me right had a terrible crisis one of the worst i've ever experienced in my life and of course i was in the hospital for some days experienced pain from hell but that was also the first time in a long while that i encountered god it was like a jacob moment for me how can i define a jacob moment okay basically for me i think a jacob moment is a moment of friction between you and god or between any human being and god when wills collide your will and god's will but we both know there can only be one will to prevail with god's will always being superior and in that moment something's gotta give right so jacob had to give up his name and the significance of that moment or him giving up his name meant that he was giving up his character or his nature names describe the nature or character of the possessor of that name or at least that's the principle behind given a name. Nowadays, we just pick names that are cute. Or <laughs> that are French. No pun intended, Jean-Pierre. Sorry, I digress. What was that? Yes, 2015. So I had that Jacob moment, right? And then shortly I was discharged. Was slowly recovering. And obviously you think that was a turning point. Like everything flipped from that point no not at all did i become better no 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 became worse and i remember a few days after leaving the hospital still recovering right my body was still banged up still in a terrible state could hardly walk on my own i conjured a plan with one of my innocent looking friends that one friend that one friend we all have when we name drop to our parents and then everything from that point is settled yes that devil of a friend that one Pulled the same move, he came, someone convinced my parents that he was taking me for a walk. Road to recovery, yeah? Nah. Anyway, this magical walk we went on was um actually um okay, so I'm kinda embarrassed about it. This magical walk was was a party. We went to a party. Yeah, we went to party. Terrible idea. Came back home, worse than I left, and then I had to downplay how I was feeling. And pretend that I was better for a few more days just so my parents could not be suspicious. I haven't been to that part of my life in a very long time. And now that I speak on it in this moment, it's like I can't even recognize who I was back then. Feels like I'm telling someone else's story. So recently, I was minding my own business and I came across a documentary about diamonds and how it takes day kids and day kids to make a discovery of a diamond in the rough that can eventually go on to become a commercially sold piece of jewelry 
the value of a diamond on display and the value it has the moment it is discovered are a lot of zeros apart and then there's also the number of people involved the politics around diamonds the whole process the risks the casualties it's a lot really as a being or as humans we transition through different stages, different processes and times. Some people have been going through their processes longer than others. Like I've been on my journey quite longer than that kid. And I guess I was judging him based on where I am and all the pressure and processes life has put me through. Diamonds can take billions of years to form beneath the Earth's crust under extreme pressure in obscurity, according to the documentary, of course. Billions of years is quite a long time comparing it to someone's lifespan. That's like forever. Maybe that's why they say diamonds are forever. I don't know. And sometimes what I've come to realize is that what really separates us as human beings is time, the amount of pressure, and the processes we go through. Time, pressure, process. It's easy to laugh at a first year student's anxiety levels and panic levels concerning maybe exams when you're in your final year right it's easy to sort of dismiss someone who's experiencing a first time popular heartbreak when you've been hurt a lot of times and it's it's also easy very easy to question another christian's faith when they get scared of the storm and the winds when jesus has been so patient with you and has finally taught you the art of walking on water i remember one of my first ever corporate jobs right loved working at that place loved my boss but my boss was really demanding at that time he seemed like a horrible boss but eventually i learned that there's a difference between a horrible boss and a boss that simply demands a certain level of excellence regardless of the means they use so my old boss had a temper that scared me to the core but he genuinely cared for me like a father does a son right and so over time he actually taught me how to separate my emotions from the business decisions that we had to make separate his business persona from his persona outside the business premises Trust me, once I learned that, he would shout at me, but because he had taught me how to handle his temper, I started handling it better each time, and eventually, I learned how to defuse the situation way before he lost his temper. Shout out to my boss, man. Again, pressure, time, process, that's all it takes. Another thing the documentary told me was that there's actually a specific way of polishing and cleaning diamonds done by professional, trained professionals with specific chemicals. Does it mean everyone with a diamond takes it to a professional cleaner? I don't think so but the emphasis is on a specific process for polishing the diamond so even after reaching the final product status from time to time the process of cleaning and polishing is necessary so i think what's true for diamonds is also true for humans we do not reach a certain point in life where we assume a permanent shine so to say and reach a status where we stop undergoing the process be it in education or art or whatever vocation i mean there was a time a degree was enough and whatever job you could attain with a degree was sufficient enough to, to take care of all your financial needs but look at us now so i managed to dodge the gang war and honestly i don't know if i'll ever see that kid again probably never i sure hope he turns out all right we all have to undergo our processes whether we willingly submit or not most times process looks different from one individual to the next to one it is granted that he be born in a palace 
to another it is demanded that he builds one to one it is declared that he should spend all his life in god's temple to another it is written that he be processed in the wilderness to each one of us a distinct process a premeditated level of pressure and a specified time to walk on the face of the earth a moment of obscurity a moment to shine a moment to be refurbished and a lifetime of process and somehow we have this inherent habit of trying to shorten the process shortcutting so enjoy the process if you may because if your only pleasure comes when you are finished then you wasted a lot of time in the process of moving from point a to the point of being finished there should be a certain joy that enables you to enjoy the process regardless of the pressure so live in the moment enjoy the pressure too remember these two shall pass again enjoy the pressure after all pressure makes diamonds and uh, god orchestrates it all